Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Great. It's great to be back. I am so blessed to see so many of you here. And, um, and we've, we've all come wondering, what's God going to do? Anyone else? I was praying today. I don't know what God's going to do. Don't ask me. I mean, just because I'm a prophet doesn't mean I know what God's going to do. But I just got a feeling in my waters that um, he's going to do something significant. And uh, I felt during the worship, actually, I heard the Lord say, he said, ask them, when did you lose your song? Those of you here tonight and you've lost your song. You may very well have been hands risen and singing tonight, but you no longer make melody in your heart. You know, just as you go about life, that there's something of your song has been robbed. And God wants to restore your song. He wants to restore your song. Who remembers a time and you used to just, you know, it would come from the very depths of you and it would be, you know, unrestrained. So God wants to bring back, you know, unrestrained worship. And just that making of melody, just as you go about your everyday. And the, the enemy, circumstances, something has ripped some of you off of your song. And God is going to restore your song. Yeah, it's important. It's got nothing to do with my message, by the way. But uh, I just felt that in this time of gathering, this time that we have set aside, actually when Pastor Jeff shared with me, he gave me a call, thinking of of doing this. You know, do you remember when we we used to have Easter conventions? I do. Anyone remember when, back in the day? I got born again Christmas Day 1980, so I I think the first conference I ever went to was an Easter convention. I was so excited. I'd, I'd never been to one before. And uh, that was kind of, you know, you sort of drawing, weren't you, Jeff, from that, that idea that we would just come and gather and make room for God. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, see. let's, see, what, let's see what God's going to do. What do you reckon? Thank you, Lord. So, um, and yes, my husband does exist, often not seen in the same place at the same time, but here we are. Side by side, proof, proof that he does exist. <laughs> so, thank you, Lord. I, wanna, I just want to share, start by sharing a vision that I had last year. And it was of a couple sitting at a table in a restaurant uh, and they were awaiting awaiting to be served. And Jesus came into frame. Jesus came into the picture and he was dressed like a waiter. And he was dressed like a waiter from a very like high-end, fancy European restaurant. Like he had the white suit. Anyone ever seen, you know, like it, it's like the wasted, you know, cut at the waist, um, very formal-looking Jesus. He came in and as this couple was sitting at the table and it, uh, the table looked like it, it, they'd already eaten one course and uh, the tablecloth, there was a white tablecloth which was covered in crumbs and stuff and Jesus removed the tablecloth 
and he shook it out. Like so. And then he went like this. Sorry, the, the Tiffany bracelet from my husband is just, it's just not knocking the microphone. He went. And he threw the tablecloth back over the table and it looked like it had been freshly laundered, white, pristine. And then he, he went, that's better, you're ready for the next course. And I felt the Lord say to me that just like a tablecloth has been shaken out, that we, the church, have been going through a shaking. In order to shake off that which is no longer needed, for the next course. Jesus is getting ready to serve us the next course. And I felt to share this weekend on the two shakings. The two shakings. Tonight I'm going to share around the first shaking, shaking number one, which is probably more big picture related, relevant, very relevant to us all personally. And then Sunday night, shaking number two, which is more personal shaking. So, you ready? You ready? So, Father, right now, I thank you that your word is alive, living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And, Father, I, as I was praying today, I, I, I saw just, um, just these lights. Um, it was a bit like a brain scan, you know, like sometimes they do a, a scan and they can just see different parts of the... The, the brain lighting up. And I just saw like different parts tonight in, in our brains, in our minds, lighting up. Uh, it's like a, like a, what do you call it, circuit board? Like, and Father, I thank you that only you can do that. Lighting up, Lord, people's minds. So I see imaginations being lit up tonight. I'm, I'm seeing people's... Uh, Lord, inquiry. I, I, hear, I hear the Lord asking of, of, of some of you tonight, inquire of me. Inquire of me tonight. I see you coming with your questions and I'm seeing light. Father, I thank you for light. You are light. Lord, you said, let there be light. And Lord, I declare tonight, let there be light in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. So Hebrews 11, 25 to 28 says, See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So the first shaking is the God shaking. That's when God does the shaking. He is the God of the shaking. Turn to your neighbour, tell him, he's the God of the shaking. I mean, which is a consistent theme throughout the Bible. Old Testament through to New. So why are we Christians so stunned 
when we get shaken? Right? Well, why are we of all people perplexed and amazed? That's right. So let, let me just, re- if, if you're not aware, we are in a season of shaking. Are you aware? I mean, do, do I have to remind you of some of the things that we're going through globally? I mean, let, let us just take us back, shall we? Anyone need to be reminded of early 2020? Hey, not enough time or tissues to, to, to go through the shaking of the whole global pandemic, all this, I mean, on a, on a collective level, I mean, just globally, I mean, do you need to be reminded of, of the stuff that went down in this nation? I mean, I was shook. I was shook. Were you shook? Anyone shook? I was shook that I could no longer fly to my home state of Western Australia. That did my head in. That, did, that messed with my, I felt like I had some entitlement as a citizen of this state, as someone born, bona fide, born and bred West Australian, to think the concept of not being allowed into another nation didn't shake me. I've actually experienced that before. That didn't shake me, but not being able to come back to my hometown. I mean, do we need to be reminded of the shaking that went on in the church I mean, that we couldn't gather? That we couldn't gather? And you know what? Even we, when we could gather in New South Wales, we weren't allowed to sing. Did you go through that here? No, they didn't in Queensland either. We couldn't sing. We had the Liberal government. Like, you know, that messed, that messed with my head. That we went to church. Can I tell you something? Going to church and not singing, not worshipping, man, that is, that is a cold, cold experience. Like, I'm telling that church without worship, it's like, what are we doing here? I'm just, I'm just saying, that, that was how, how I felt. Like, there was a shaking. And the shaking, the shaking hasn't stopped. I mean, I was, I mean, I was shaken on a personal level and my, mine and my husband's lives have continued to be shaken in so many different ways. I mean, my mum, some of you... Have, um, may be aware, my mum had a fall in December. I came over for Christmas, December the 13th, and I haven't been back to Sydney since. My mum had a fall and broke her hip, and, um, and it's been a roller coaster ride ever since. And as an 84-year-old, she survived that. She has went into renal failure. She survived that. She got sepsis and has survived that. She got sep infection. She's, she has survived that. She's a strong old bird, my mum, I've discovered. You know, but it's, uh, as a result, you know, it's been, it, 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 life has not gone as I expected for a 2023. And there are those of you here tonight and the shaking, maybe financially. I mean, the world is being shaken. But I believe God wants to give us his perspective on the shaking. And he is the God of the shaking. Not every shaking that takes place is a demonic attack. Not every shaking that, that takes place is extreme left radicals. It's not, it's not because of a political position. Not every shaking that takes place is because of some particular philosophy or ethos. Because of those in power. God is the God of the shaking. And he wants tonight, I'm telling you what, I could see during worship as well, like this veil being rent. It's like a literal, I could feel like something being pulled apart and us getting a glimpse of something that we haven't glimpsed before.
And I see even in your own lives personally, some of you tonight, you're going to see your, your if not just your current circumstances, but even the, the, the chapter, you know, the season you've been in, you, you're going to see it through different eyes. And God is the God of the shaking. And according to Hebrews 11, the purpose, the objective is the removing of what can be shaken so what cannot be, sh- be shaken will remain. The removing of what can be shaken so what cannot be shaken will remain. It's useful. It's useful to ask yourself two questions. Oh, I want, I want us to ask ourselves two questions tonight. And it's this. So what's been removed? So what's been removed? As we've been through the shaking. And to ask ourselves... And what's remained? So what's remained? As you're going through the shaking, what's been removed? And what's remained? Both questions can be equally as encouraging and as, as confronting. But we, we, we've been going through the shaking and it hasn't stopped. Let's now have a look at the early church. Because the early church experienced a shaking, and I believe there's a parallel. I'm getting excited. I know what's coming next. I'm feeling the hunter mashanda right from my feet up. So the early church, okay, let me take you to the book of Acts. Here we are, just setting the scene. Great stuff was happening. Healing, signs and wonders. Thousands were being added to their numbers daily. Yet at the same time, they were experiencing extreme persecution. Peter and John, I mean, they were, they were moving in signs and wonders. They just ministered healing to a man in his 40s who'd been lame since birth at the temple gate called Beautiful. They were arrested by the religious officials of the day. By the way, where are those online? You're out there? Hello, sorry, I failed to greet you. I do know you're there. So they're arrested by the religious officials for preaching on the resurrection of Jesus. They were detained, questioned and threatened and commanded to no longer preach in the name of Jesus. So when they were released, Peter and John were released, they told their companions all that had happened, what had taken place and what the chief priests had instructed them to do, that they could no longer preach in the name of Jesus. It was like this spirit of intimidation had been released in their midst. Who I don't know if you recognise, there's a spirit of intimidation that's being released against the church like never. We've been talking about, oh, spirit of intimidation. I'm telling you what, I feel like every spirit of intimidation that has ever existed prior to now pales in comparison to the spirit of intimidation that's rising up against the church right now. And, or is it just my imagination? Anyone else? Know what I'm talking about. And so what did they do? These, these, our founding church fathers, here we have the, the, the Christians, the believers here, the early church, their response to this dilemma was they prayed. They prayed, okay. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. After they prayed... The place where they were meeting was shaken. Oh, yeah, woo, yeah, woo. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit 
and spoke the word of God boldly. Okay, let me make a few observations here. Firstly, these, these guys who gathered together to pray, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, were the same ones who were in the upper room. They'd already experienced the second, you know, the second chapter of Acts, day of Pentecost, tongues of fire, mighty rushing wind. You would think that was the infilling of all infillings. Wouldn't you? I don't know about you. If I was there on the day of Pentecost, like there in the upper room, I think I would never need another infilling ever, ever again. Right? That what was what that what was the ultimate encounter of the Holy Spirit. And yet two chapters later, they're asking to be filled again. They're praying to be filled again. And they prayed. And in response to their prayers, three things happened. Verse 31, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. Okay, let's just pause there. Can you imagine being in that place? They haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit yet. They've prayed and all they've received is a shaking. Could be a bit scary. Like, like we prayed and we got a shaking. Could it be? Hear me out here. Could it be that the shaking we've been through, that we're going through, is actually in response to our prayers? You know, I, I've, I can recall not that long ago a season that our church personally walked through. And we as a church have been praying for God to move. We've been praying for a breakthrough. We've been praying for something to happen. We knew they're near. Something had to give. And, and then a day came when our founding father, our, our senior pastor and apostle Phil Pringle was, ended up being shaken through, by means of a current affair. I don't know if any of you were familiar with it at the time. I tell you what, it was, it was, it was, it was rough. It was a, he, personally, personally, he was shaken. His reputation was under attack. Like all the integrity was under. It was, it was, it was terrible. It was terrible. And yet, I can actually see as a result of that, a result of that that actual incident. It was like. Our prayers, there was something, there was like this domino effect that actually in the end God worked it for good and brought about some big shifts and a breakthrough that, that in actual fact, we had been praying for. Does that make sense? I kind of feel like, like on a global, global scale and even in terms of our nation that the shaking we've been going through has been in direct response to prayers that have been prayed for, for, dare I say, generations. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. 
First the shaking, then the outpouring. First the shaking, then the outpouring. You know, it's interesting that we've carved out this time. You know, Pastor Jeff and Rhonda, you know, had determined we're going to carve out some time. We're going we're to make space, just making ourselves available, right? Make, creating space for, for God to do whatever he wants. But you know what? I, I'm hearing of many, many churches who are doing that in this current season. And even churches that you wouldn't expect, that aren't necessarily Pentecostal, aren't necessarily even charismatic, capital C. And they just have a feeling that there's, there's something. God's doing something. And, and they want to be a part of it. I was even listening to a podcast the other day someone sent me where some young pastors were interviewing a pastor, older pastor who had got born again during the Jesus Revolution in California. And they were asking him all these questions about revival because they had never ever experienced it or seen it. And it was, for me, who was born again in the midst of a revival, it was really quite confronting that there is a generation who have never experienced a move of God. But, but I say that to, to say this, is that I believe even instinctively in the spirits of many Christians who mightn't even have consciously joined the dots, they know that first the shaking, then the outpouring. And they're positioning themselves and their churches to receive just that. And then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So thirdly, the, out, the, out, the outpouring changed them. The outpouring made a difference. It turned them into different people. They weren't who they were before. It wasn't just about hanamashanda and, and nice, happy services and feeling something, although I'm all into that, so you know, I'm a holy ghosty from way back. I love, I love all of that stuff, but it changed them. It changed, changed them in such a way that they became different and they did different. I prophesy tonight that we're going to become different and we're going to do different. We're going to be different and we're going to do different. And this boldness that came upon them in direct contrast to the intimidation that was trying to come against them. I believe as the intimidation rises up against us, we're here in Australia, that, that the boldness, the Holy, only comes from the Holy Spirit, this supernatural boldness, not based on personality. You might be an introvert here tonight. It, does, it's, it comes to us regardless of who we are, where we come from, how old we are, what personality type we are. There is a Holy Ghost boldness. First the shaking, then the outpouring and the outpouring is going to change us in Jesus' name. And I haven't preached in four months, and can't you hear it? It's just like, oh, I've got a lot to say. Anyway, here we go. And one more story, one more, one more passage of Scripture I want us to look at tonight. It's Acts 16, 26. There's Paul and Silas in prison. And Paul and Silas were singing worship, right, songs and praising God. They're in prison. And suddenly, 
there was such a violent earthquake. Not just an earthquake, right? Not just a shaking, a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Paul and Silas in prison, praising and worshipping. In Acts chapter 4, we saw where their praying led to a shaking. Here in Acts 16, we're seeing that praise and worship leads to a shaking. Right? Can you join the dots? Can you see the, the connection here? And suddenly it was not just a shaking, there was a violent shaking. So much so that the, the foundations... The foundations were shaken. God is shaking our foundations. But it's not unto destruction, it's unto construction. It's a, as, as, the, as the shaking takes place, just like Paul and Silas's prison, I see the church being shaken in such a way that things that have been closed are going to be open, that things that have been set in concrete are going to be broken up in order that prisoners will be set free. The church is going to be free, free indeed. Doors flying open because of the shaking. Praising and worship that shakes. Praise and worship that shakes. And you know what? We've had, we've had a particular expression of praise and worship for the last couple of decades, which has been for its time, particular sound, particular measure of excellence and expertise. But I'm hearing and feeling something very raw coming forth. There's going to come a shift. There's going to come a change. And God wants you to know the power of your own praise and worship. The power of the praise and worship that comes out of your mouth as you're driving your car. The, the power as you're just praising and worshipping in your home, there at the kitchen sink, you're there in the workplace. Just that melody. I, I'm, just, I'm just seeing the joy of the Lord being released and like in a new way, joy. You see, song and joy comes together. Sing for joy. Sing for joy. Shout for joy. That, that sound, there's a sound, a sound that's going to be restored a, and a new sound that's going to be released. And, and, it, and, 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 and it's going to come, it's going to come as a part of the shaking, as a breaking up of foundations. See, it changed the form of the prison. That moment changed the form of the prison. It would have looked different. We're going to look different. We're going to look different. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. I, 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 as I was praying over this this afternoon, I, I, just, I could just see doors. I saw a church building and just these doors that were padlocked. None could come in, none could come out. It's a bit like Jericho. But then I just saw like the prison doors in, in Acts 16. Things that have been locked up just flinging open. Things that have looked impossible flinging open. Everyone's chains came loose. The shaking was for their good. I bet they didn't think, I, I don't know if they thought that 
at, at the time, initially. Can you imagine suddenly an earthquake? Anyone been in an earthquake? Anyone been? We've been. I've been in a few. Actually, I remember the earthquake, which is referred to as the Meckering earthquake. I mean, I was a little girl. I don't know if it was in the 60s, late 60s. Anyone, anyone old enough to remember the Meckering earthquake? It was in the mid-60s. I remember being a little girl, and the sound of it was like a truck was coming through our house. Mum still has cracks in her house from that earthquake. I remember uh, there was a Portuguese lady lived a few doors down. I remember her running down the street screaming, and one of our neighbours running after her. I remember my father, who, who grew up in Abruzzo in Italy, which is very earthquake-prone, being as calm as a cucumber. I remember, and, and, and Dad made all the difference. It wasn't what, what seemed scary, because it was like, it, it was a legit earthquake. For those of you who weren't around, it was, it was a legit earthquake. The town of Meckering got destroyed. And uh, earthquakes aren't necessarily fun at the time. Babe, do you remember when we were in Wellington? This is hilarious. <laughs> He's shaking his head. We were like on the 20th floor of, of a hotel in Wellington. And we woke up during the night. I thought someone was throwing stones at our window. Like I thought we were back home. I thought, what? Then I realised, no, hang on. We're on the 20th floor of a building. Hang on, someone be throwing stones. Then I remember seeing painting starting to swing and the curtain moving along the track. I went, oh my gosh, it's an earthquake. Damien opens one eye, does a risk assessment and decides we're okay, goes back to sleep. That's <laughs> honestly what he did. No, we're fine. I didn't like the, the feeling of swaying in the breeze. I said, I'm taking off. His last words to me were, well, don't take the lift. That was his last words, as I took off down the lift. <laughs> oh. Yeah, my husband's an architect, by the way. So that's... He... But earthquakes aren't necessarily fun at the time. I was, I was in Christchurch, New Zealand, um, in between, right in the middle of, like, one major earthquake just before the really bad one, and there were a lot of aftershocks, you like... Yeah, I don't like it. It's not, it's, it's not fun. But first, first the shaking, then the outpouring. It's not been fun. I don't think it's been fun. Last, last few years, far out. It's been a rough ride. And there's still this pressure, incredible pressure, incredible financial pressure, incredible pressures in, pressures in the city of Perth with real estate and... Crazy stuff happening in so many parts of society. First the shaking, then the outpouring. First the shaking, then the outpouring. Could I have the worship team return, please? Hear the Lord saying, don't be afraid of the shaking. Don't be afraid of the shaking. A week or two ago, I had a... Sometimes I, I get like prophetic thoughts but sometimes I see them like I see words and I, got, I saw three words and it went like this revival revelation reformation revival and the Lord reminded me 
of Mark chapter 4 and the sower sows the word. We are, even though we're here, okay, I know there are outbreaks of revival around the world. That's just the, the, the first little spot fires. There's, right, there's a, there's a revival coming of unprecedented, unprecedented measure. I believe it with all of my heart. And the measure of the shaking gives you an indication of the measure of the outpouring that's coming. And what revival does is it deals with our hearts. Revival isn't just about long meetings. Revival is what happens to our hearts, what happens on the inside. And and really revival does this preparatory work, right, breaks up fallow ground. And I saw, I literally saw the soil of our hearts of, of in, individually, like personally, but also collectively being broken up for the next stage. And it wasn't that one stage finished and then it was on to the next. They built upon each other. So there was still this revival taking place and this outpouring and and the restoration of what has been lost. God's going to deal with our cynicism. He's going to deal with our hardness of heart in the most beautiful way. And so revelation, the seed, right? Mark chapter 4, the sower sows the word. So the seed being sown in our hearts afresh. Revelation. Things being revealed. That's what revelation, right? Revelation is is a revealing. And we are going to see things that we've never seen before. I believe that there is going to be revelation from the Word of God. And, and, and we're going to see scriptures that we have known forever. We're going to see them differently. We're gonna, and we're going to say, we got that wrong. Oh, geez, is that what it means? Do you know there are things we take for granted now that at one point, at one point, someone somewhere saw it for the first time. Remember Luther? Right? Like, did I just shall live by faith? Like, it's always been there. The Apostle Paul talked about present truth being being established in present truth. The truth that we know is at present. And I can just see our eyes being open, revelation coming like a waterfall, a cascade. And our religion, I love that song we were singing about breaking up the foundation and whatever the religion, you know, and the, you know, the one we were just singing. Pull down the walls of my tradition and breaking up the this of my religion or whatever. That's what's, that is what is, is going to happen. It started already. It started already, but it's going to, it's going to be momentum. It's going to increase. But then out of revelation, the next word was reformation. And our response to the revelation our obedience to the revelation. Those willing to step out in faith, right? And, and build on that new revelation. 
the outcome will be reformation. I feel like I've been born for this. Reformation. A reformation. A new reformation. It's like so different. So different. Oh, I don't even have the words. I don't even, I'm just giving you a heads up. Because not it, traditionally over history, it has been proven that not everybody responds to the new revelation. Right? Some people stick with their tradition as they've known it. I want to be a person, oh Lord, please let me be one of those people that would be prepared to say, I got it wrong. Or that would be prepared to say what was okay before, it's not okay anymore. And even if everything I've ever preached, that Lord, you're kind of packing that away in the archives and you're saying now, there's a a new sound, there's a new message, there's a new way. about you anyone with me anyone want to yeah 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 you know I've I said from the outset that tonight it's kind of big picture right just giving us a point of reference for what God is doing in the church and it's the best possible shaking it's the best possible shaking Revival, revelation, reformation. I'd love us all to close our eyes right now. Just love you to consider, just consider. What's God saying to you tonight? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I just pray that you would do what you want to do in the hearts of your people tonight. Some of you have been, it's like deep down inside of you, there is this holy dissatisfaction. You know that that there's more. You know it's like things as we've known it have run their course. You kind of know in your spirit that uh, it's, it's... way it's been is not what it's going to be anymore. But you haven't, some of you have felt guilty. Some of you have felt like you've got an issue. I must have an issue. What's wrong with me? God, God wants you to know that it's not that you have an issue, but there is an issue. There are issues. And He's addressing the issues with the shaking. And He's removing what, shaking off off the tablecloth of our lives all of us here tonight thank you Lord thank you Lord just want us just to wait on him can we can we just wait on him for a moment perhaps we can all stand let's just stand in the presence of God I'm going to ask the worship team just to to lead us back into worship in a moment. But 
right now in this place, right now. Just let, let God work on your heart. Some of you, the shaking has shaken. It's like you, you feel like you're a casualty of the shaking. You feel like your faith has been shaken out of you. You feel like your hope and the joy that you had has been shaken out of you. But I just saw, I just saw even like, it's like as the tablecloth, like, is this, but I'm just seeing stuff, stuff being restored to you. The stuff that's not meant to be shaken off, returning, returning. Father, right now, I want you to raise your hands if you relate to that. Father, right now, for those, Lord God, and Lord, and it's not just in the last couple of years, it might have been over many years that just by, it's like erosion, by attrition, it's just been the shaking of this followed by the shaking of that, the shaking in your family, then the shaking in your finances, the shaking in your health, the shaking in your ministry, the shaking in your church, just the shaking over the face of the earth. It's just, Father, right now, I thank you that, Lord, as we look back, Father, when the shaking, Lord, is behind us and we're in the midst of our pouring, I thank you that we shall be able to say that not one good thing, not one good thing had been taken away, that not one good thing had been lost. Father, I speak a restoration right now of faith in the Name of Jesus. I speak a restoration right now of joy, of the song, of hope. Father of vision, Father in Jesus' Name, I break fear. Some of you are so afraid, so under intimidation. It's like, what's going to happen next? You're afraid of good things happening in case you think, oh, it's just going to get taken away. Something bad's going to happen. Father, right now, I thank You for Your anointing that destroys the yoke. Father, I thank You, Lord. Father, I thank You, Lord God, for a people with perspective, with divine perspective, seeing things, Lord, as You see them. And Father, yes, we've been through the shaking, but I thank You, Father, for the outpouring. I prophesy right now here at Metro Church, Father God, though there's been the shaking, Lord, we're ready for the outpouring. We thank You, Lord God, right now. Lord, change us. Move in our hearts. Do something. Break up the hard ground. Change us on the inside. Make us different, Lord. I take authority over grief in Jesus' Name. Grief, Father God, leaves, Father, people's hearts tonight. I thank You, Father God, for a letting go, a letting go in order, Lord God, to receive, Father, the new that You've got coming. I thank You, Lord. I thank You, Lord. I thank You for the revival. I thank You, Lord God, for the revelation. And I thank You, Lord God, for a reformation. In Jesus' Name, I thank You, Lord. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Lord. Ha, 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 ha. There it is right now. Yes, thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you right now, you need to get right with God. Right now, God is, you know, you just know you've got to 
You've got to either come back, you've got to surrender to Jesus for the first time. I don't know where you're at, but you've got to cross, you've got to, you've got to draw a line tonight and cross over and say, you know what, I've got to, I, I've just got to, I've got to reconnect with God. I've got to put him back on the throne of my life. I don't know who you are here tonight. With every eye closed, if that's you, you say, yeah, I just need to, I need to get back. Or I need to receive Jesus. I need, I need to follow God, surrender, put Him first. And tonight's the night. If that's you, wrap your hand up. Give me a wave. You know, Dave, thank you, sweetheart. Anybody else? You know, you've got to get right with Him. Today's the day. You might be online. Coming back to Him. Surrendering to Him. I'd love us all right now. Can we all pray this prayer together? Let's pray this prayer together out loud. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me to give me life. And right now, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Saviour. I'm sorry I've ignored you and live life my own way. But I receive you, Jesus. I thank you that you love me and have great plans for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much, Vicky. I don't know about anybody else, but oh, there was a couple of things you said in there that I'm just going, oh yeah, that that just not only just informs, but it transforms. It changes your thinking around about the last couple of years. I love that, you know, that the shaking is a result of our prayers. I'm going, there was, I think the devil did it all. Hey, how awesome, how beautiful. Look, we haven't finished, but if you responded to give your life to Christ or you're with us online. And I know that for a lot of people, I was talking to someone just today who said, look, because of the time difference, I can't often be online while the service is live. But they said, I'm often with you during the week. And uh, if you are, we've made it so easy for you to begin a journey of discipleship. You've already said the prayer and given Jesus your life. Why don't you take the next step and text yes to us Hear the number in Australia, it's 0488-826-392. Or you can simply go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. And no matter which way you choose to do that, this is what we'll do. And it's all we'll do. Well, first of all, we'll pray. Our team will start praying for you every single day. They'll get the yes text. We might know your name, but God does. And then we'll send you every morning a Bible verse and we'll send you a prayer that goes with it. It's different every day. It's yours for free for 30 days. And by the way, there's no charge even after that. It goes for a year and a half of discipleship. If that'll help you, and I know that it will, then send in your yes text. Just put YES and send it. We'll never spam you. We'll never write and ask you for money or any other thing. It'll be just that, wanting us to bless you. So congratulations, those of you who responded to Jesus. And we're excited about not just the moment of birth, but we're excited about the life that grows beyond that. And we believe that for you. Can I just say, because in a minute, some of you will need to go and pick up your children from downstairs 
or maybe you've got to go. You might have worked tomorrow or for travelled some distance and we understand that. We want to just allow you to go and the team will lead us in worship in a minute. But every single night, the offering that we receive will be a love offering for our ministries that have come. Uh, Pastor David Schaefer, Vicki Simpson, we'll be giving, and most of you know here in this church, our custom is always, we give every single dollar. We don't wait six months, we give it straight away to them and we wanna bless them. I believe that it's one thing to give your applause, but you know, we wanna do more than that. We wanna enable them to go and do all that God has for them to do. And maybe Vicky, you've been here for the last few months and I don't know what a travelling ministry does when they're stuck in one place for three months. But I do know that God always honours those that He's called. He'll do that for you. You can give via the app. You can give on the website. There are cash points at the rear of the auditorium or you can go to the Connect Hub outside. Just tell them Love Offering and they'll help you with that. And uh, just every single thing that you give, whatever it is, uh, will just be a blessing into the lives of these people. Can we just pray together for Vicky and for Damien, of course, and uh, he might be the calm one in the earthquake. I'm with you, Vicky. I'm like going, I'm out of here. What's the fastest way to the bottom? Yeah, I think I'd re- be rappelling out the window, but uh, can we pray for Vicky? You know, every time a visiting ministry comes, my prayer is always, God, thank You for sending them to us. But God, can we give something to them more than finance? Can we give something that'll inspire them? Vicky, thank You for what You're doing to inspire churches and to inspire Christian leaders. I've never known a time in my life, and this is my, I don't know what it is, but it's a lot of years. I've never known so many pastors and Christian leaders just losing their moorings. And I don't mean just in their... You said it so right before, you know, where fear has taken the place of faith. And uh, so thank You for taking a word like that to so many other places. Can we pray for Vicky? Father, we thank You for Vicky and for Damien. We thank You, Lord, for what You've put in her heart and what it's going to mean to so many churches, Lord, when they begin to hear that, Lord, first the shaking, then comes the filling. And Lord, the shaking might feel bad, but it's actually meant for good. It's going to achieve something wonderful. So Father, we thank You for that. We pray a blessing over Damien as well and over his work and over what You've called him into. We thank You, Lord, for them both. We thank You for David. And God, we pray for both of them, the three of them. Lord, let there be a refreshing, not only in their, their spirit, but in their body as well. We thank You for this weekend and all that's going to be. We thank You for night one. But God, we're looking forward to night two. We're looking to day three and night three. We thank You for all that You will do in the mighty Name of Jesus. Now, Father, this love offering that we're giving to these ministries, God, I believe that You'll bless it and You'll bless those that give it. You'll give us more so we can do more again. Thank You for every gift in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to worship the Lord, sing that song again. And uh, then Vicky's going to come back and do whatever Vicky wants to do to pray and minister. Uh, if you need to go, please go with our blessing. Hope we can see you tomorrow night at 7 or Sunday morning, 9.30 or at 5 p.m. And uh, that'd be great. But God bless you.